Episode of the Bitch Mob ENT. We have Natalie Simpson, aka Tali, here. Um, wow, she's. Let's go through the intro. Currently, an outfielder for UNH. She's a music major. She has just recently been on the Dean's List 2021, and a list of accolades that we'll go through. Even playing basketball, dual sport athlete, going back to high school, super talented. How are you doing today? Thank you for hopping on with us. Yeah, of course. I'm good. I'm good. Let's start at the beginning. Why softball? Where did the love for softball start and where did it start for you playing softball? Um, I started softball when I was nine. So I started like really early. And I don't know, for some reason, it just... It just was the sport that I chose over every single sport. And I'm talking about I played everything, basketball, soccer, swimming, tennis lessons, went to a camp, learned rugby. Like I played like every single sport possible. And softball, just, I don't know, my love for it was just an, an obsession, to be honest. Like it was the only thing that I did. <laughs> like people in high school, like you grow up and like, oh, I want to hang out. Like, I want to go to parties. And I'd be like, sorry, like I got softball tournaments on the weekends. And that's just how it was. So. Yeah, that's, that's crazy level of commitment. Um, and shoot, news to me, you did every sport. So yeah. how do you even come to that conclusion of choosing like specifically softball when it came down to it? Because I know you played, that's how we met. I know you played basketball in high school, but how did you come out to choosing, you know what, softball is the most important one for me? Well, um, so I did, I played basketball in high school and I didn't, honestly, I didn't like it until my junior year. <laughs> until junior and senior year is when I actually started liking basketball. But that was also because that was when I was like, oh, like I'm kind of good. Like if I took this a little bit more serious, like I could be good. And that's why by senior year, I was like, yo, I should have played basketball mad long ago. Like, <laughs> but I just happened to be better, not like, I wouldn't say like better, but like softball came a little bit more naturally to me. Like basketball was things that I always had to like learn and work on, but softball, it was like, I already knew how things went. So like, if you were teaching me or someone was coaching me, it was like just to perfect something kind of, you know, or like repetition. Basketball, it was like, nah, like I had no left hand, so I got to work on that. Or like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know, just, it just felt more natural with softball. Yeah, for our viewers, she was she was that in basketball for real, for real. And for you, for you to say that it just like you just started to like it like junior senior year, I saw the talent there. So shoot, imagine if you started earlier. Yeah, 
would have been crazy. Um, Decorated high school career. So, you know, you're a sectional champion in basketball, three-time national champ in softball. You broke the school record for most hits. How did you go about choosing UNH um, for your school? So um, it was a very stressful, very stressful time because I didn't know. See, also with softball, it's like they recruit really early. So I thought I had so much time. I'm like, I'm just in high school. Like, you know what? Like, I'm chilling, whatever. But in softball, like, they dead recruit, like, while you're a freshman <laughs> or, like, you're a sophomore. Like, they have kids, like, committed already. And I didn't know that. Like, I was super late to it. And um, I never really did, like, the whole research of, like, actually wanting to go to school to play a sport. Like, I just kind of was just playing. And I was like, I'm just good at it. But, like, if a school, like, comes at me, I will, I'll take the offer or whatever. So I ended up going through the recruiting process really late. And a lot of schools did, like, offer me stuff. But with my major, which is music and sound recording, it was super hard to, like, be, like, can I get the best of both worlds? So like schools that recruited me didn't have my major or like other schools that did have my major that I wanted to go to weren't recruiting. So it was just like vice versa of like, there's a lot going on. Um, and then UNH actually, I walked on my freshman year. I wasn't even supposed to play softball, to be honest. I committed and the school had a camp like the weekend before, um, like, um, like the first day like move-in day so literally on Saturday I met the coach for the first time went to the clinic was like hey like I actually come to school on Tuesday um do you take walk-ons and so we went through the whole thing she was like yeah we take walk-ons like give me your information but by like Monday she emailed me back and was like you're on the team luckily it just happened to work out that way because if she was like no we don't then I just when I played softball I just would have been at school for music wow that's dope um within that process any other school outside of UNH like was there any other schools like yo I was about to go here but <laughs> UNH and so was there any other possible schools um yeah and I say this because um like there were a lot of schools that gave me like money offers and you know like when you're growing up you're like oh like I want to be on like scholarship I want to be a full ride uh stuff just because like it looks good and like it feels good and like especially with your family but my parents were super like, listen, like, don't stress about it. Like, we already saved up. Like, we know, like, our kids got to go to college. So, like, if the first year or whatever the case may be, like, we'll figure it out and you just go to school for whatever it is that you want to go to school for. So they took the pressure off a little bit with that because if any, if it was, like, a super, like, no, like, they're giving you the most money, I probably would have went to, like, Franklin Pierce or, like, St. Peter's. Like, it, because they were giving me, like, a good amount of money um but that wasn't the case so luckily in my situation my parents were like just go somewhere where school first and then softball second that's dope to have parents do that a lot of parents don't have that yeah. mind of yeah and whatnot so your child can go to whatever school they want whatever major that they choose so you're on you end up on unh you've been having success on unh how is it being a college athlete? Like, how is it playing on that level? Yeah. Um, I would say, like, I mean, it's been different the past, what, year or two, just COVID. So, like, I'll say my first two years, it was definitely, like, a lot more time-consuming than 
I thought, but you also have a lot more time. So like it's a D2 school. So it's not like D1 where it's like 6 a.m. practice, this, that, get on a bus or get on a plane, travel. But your schedule is still like, I'll leave my dorm. Well, freshman year had like 8 a.m. classes and stuff. So like I'll leave my dorm at eight and I don't come back home until like 6.30. And then I have to do homework, shower, eat, stuff like that. So it was just like, you just have to get used to, but it was like, it, the schedule never like changed. So it's like, you knew what you were doing throughout the week. So it was just kind of like, just preparing yourself for like, listen, like I know I got practice later. If I have an assignment due, just get it done before this, that, or if like we're traveling, um but yeah I had to learn to not procrastinate at all otherwise you'll fall behind <laughs> yeah once you get to college time man such a a huge factor in success for how you do um and I think that's kind of where it starts because after college too I'm pretty sure your parents your older brother older sister tell you like yo time management and life is yeah major key for success um with with the college schedule with being an athlete you know what was your motivation what was your inspiration for being excellent in the classroom because we can go like i said dean's list 2021 mm. you all top student athletes going back to high school middle school always been you've always excelled in the classroom where did that drive come from um I would say my parents, like, they weren't super, like, strict or anything, but it was just the fact of, like, and then I put it on myself where, like, school comes first because, like, softball is not a sport where I could take it really past college. So it was, like, I always had to just be, like, well, I'm a student first and then athlete second. And that's always just kind of been my mindset because, say, I played basketball or, like, tennis. Let's say tennis because that's probably one of the sports that you could actually, like, make a living off of um yeah like if it was something like that and it was like I had plans for afterwards it would be a little bit easier to just be like not like say like lay off school but it would just be like that I have like other kind of like priorities or not priorities but like there's a plan after college like you know what I'm saying like I don't have to use my degree or like maybe I choose a different degree so that I could focus more on college like I know some people do that but with that it was always like there's not really a life after you play collegiate softball in college, like you can go pro, but you can't really like make a living off that unless you're like the best, best athlete and you're getting sponsorships and stuff. But yeah, so I was just like, I got to make sure my school stuff is right. So you're a music and sound recording major. How yeah. do you about choosing this major? Like, where'd you find it? What was your inspiration and the thought process in choosing this um so I've always like listened to music I've always danced I've always played an instrument so I knew that if I wanted to do something like as a career it had to be something like that like entertaining because I'm not a person that like could just sit down and like be at a computer and like just like do like busy work like I'm just not someone that can do that like I'm super like creative because my mom she's a fashion designer so she's drawing like it's just I'm my head just can't be like super like you know what I'm saying so with music it was like a easy route for like 
that's just what I wanted to do, like singing, dancing, writing music. It was just something that I had a passion for. And if it wasn't that, it would have been math, to be honest. I don't know how. I just happened to understand math. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how. It just it came naturally to me. So if music didn't work out, maybe I'd be a math teacher. But <laughs> what do you plan to do with that with the major? So as I've learned that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of things to do in the music industry. Um, so when I came, when I actually chose the major, I thought I wanted to be like a producer, like mix engineer kind of thing. And I realized that is not what I want to do. I give props to all those people because they really sit there for hours doing all that. And it's just so tedious. And it's like, nah, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> but it is like, it's fascinating to me, but I'm just not one of those people that are like, oh, I could sit there for hours and like do that. You know what I'm saying? So I have looked um, more into like the artist side of like wanting to actually like just be the artist where music, record stuff um, and see if people like it. Cause I'm honestly, I like entertaining people. So um, when it comes to music, that was probably something that like, I just want to do. Like I like being on stage performing in front of people. Like I like the way that like, people interact with me when I like when I when I post dance videos and stuff like that so I'm gonna start on that side and if that doesn't work it will definitely be like more business side of things gotcha so I've seen some of the dances <laughs> I saw clips that you were dropping EP I was just with Jewel the other day she was like yeah how you got music out what has been the most recent music that you dropped and like where can people find the music that you're creating so honestly, I haven't even dropped anything yet. I put out like snippets of stuff just to see if like people actually like like it, you know what I'm saying? Like gotta create some type of audience or like see what people are listening to right now. But I haven't actually dropped any music yet solely off the fact of my schedule is crazy. Like I thought I would have time this summer to really like just be in the studio and um, make more music and then drop it before I came back to school. But then I was working. So then I was like, you know what? Maybe I just gotta get through this, and then you know I have more time to like just um, really like put my all into it because I don't want to half-ass it. Because I started, my friend here actually was the first one to actually record me do a song was freshman year, and then after that it was like freshman sophomore year. So I would like have practice, I, like I have class, I have practice, and after practice I'm like, yo, like come over, like hook all this stuff up we'll record stuff and then now it's like 2 a.m 3 a.m I got class practice and all that all over again the next day and so I was doing that for like two three weeks maybe like a month and I'm like bro I'm bugging because now my sleep schedule is completely messed up and it's just <clears throat> like I love music and I want to put my all into it like I don't want to just be like driving myself absolutely insane now have you tried to figure out what type of sound you want your music to be? Is it going to be rap, R&B? Is it going to be melodic? Like, have you tried to figure that aspect out? Yeah, that was also another thing of me trying to like perfect and really sound um, how I want people to hear me sound. Um, but yeah, most times people say I'm like like a PMB rock, so it's like super melodic. Like I don't do like hard rap. I, I sound weird when I do that, so <laughs> I can't do it like that. But, and I also wish I could really sing and I can't. So a melodic rap is just the middle ground for that. <laughs> At least you know, it's a lot of people that can't sing that are trying to sing. So I'm yes. sure. You I'm not gonna play myself. 
I'm sure you know of those artists that do that. And it's just like, bruh, stop, don't. Oh, let it go. And you know, it's nobody in their circle that's telling them, bruh. I know. And that's what I'd be saying. Like, that's my fate. Because you went in the studio, recorded it, and they were like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you're an NCAA athlete. Mm. They finally passed the law for athletes to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. What were your thoughts when that happened, being that you're still in college, you're an athlete, you're a software athlete? What was your initial reactions to that? And have you been able to take advantage of the name, image, and likeness law passing? Um, honestly, I was excited for, like, higher-profile people, like a lot of D1 people that really have been trying to, you know, either just starting their brand or just get their name out there because sometimes they'll be, like, a high – they want athlete and they don't really like do anything after college like even if they make it to the league it's like minimum or whatever so I felt I felt happy for them but then I didn't I realized that I was like well that's me too like low-key like you know what I'm saying so I like tried to like see if there was any like you know like sponsorships and stuff like that like Barstool started doing stuff um I'm considered a Barstool athlete but I'm not sure it went all the way through yet they're just put it in your bio and I filled out like a form and stuff but um and then some people like brands <clears throat> for like merch and stuff have like reached out to me and be like oh like can you wear this and like post it and stuff like that um but other than that I haven't really like done much about it just because I'm like I've been kind of like, I've been living this way. So it's like, it's whatever. It'd be different if I was like a D1 athlete and I really had like my name out there for real. It'd be different. But right now I'm just, but if any sponsorships want to, you know, you make it happen. <laughs> now I saw that in your bio and I wanted to ask body to a little bit. What is it being a barstool athlete? What was the process with that? Um, you said it's still going, paperwork is still going, but what was that? What does that mean for you and um, in your bio, being a barstool athlete? So when they first um, did it, it was right after like all of that passed for athletes. And honestly, I think they just wanted to get like certain names out there. And then also you would, they would send merch. This is what they said. Like they'll send merch. Um, you just like wear it around and basically just make their brand a little bit bigger along with your name tied to it. But they started with D1 athletes. So once they got around and then there was like a lot of, a lot of athletes. So I guess they started going around to D2, but honestly, I just, it was like a link in their bio. I clicked it. Um, you filled out a form and it was super like how many Instagram followers you have. Like it was super like how high of a kind of status you are type of thing. Um, and then, but it took a while to get that email too. So like I filled out a little form that just had my email and like my name and stuff. And then maybe like three, four months later, they sent another thing. Okay. And it was like, okay, like full name, where you're from, Instagram, how many followers you have. And then it was like TikTok, how many followers you have, Twitter, how many followers you have. And then it was like, and then send a screenshot of like you putting Barstool on all those social media things, like you're a Barstool athlete. And then they said they'll email you again, or I don't know, for something more official, I guess. But that was pretty much it. And that was the last like kind of like step that I was with with them. Um, so 
if I could get more detail about what it actually is going to do for athletes, I would tell you. But as of right now, I feel like Barstool just wanted to put their name along with some of the higher athletes, to be honest. One piece of advice you give to a student athlete. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what would I tell myself freshman year? <clears throat> oh, to not be scared. Honestly, so if I was talking to a freshman athlete, I would say to not be scared. Like, don't wait for anyone or like your coach to like tell you how you're supposed to feel or like how you're supposed to play or something like that. If you're super passionate about something and you feel that like you're putting the work in and like you're better than, or not better than, but like you feel that you would help the team out better in a certain spot or a certain position, speak up. Like, don't just say, oh, I'm a freshman. So I'll just let it go. Like, I feel like a lot of coaches don't understand that when it comes to players and like their mentality, like it shouldn't matter if they're a freshman, a senior, junior, whatever, like you should have your best, 10, nine people or whatever on the field at all times. And so a lot of mentalities is like, oh, I'm a freshman, I'm not even gonna play this year. And that kind of hurts your drive. Like after my freshman year, I didn't play much, but I like, I subbed in to like run and base run and stuff like that. But after my freshman year, I really had to do a mental check on like, I don't know if I wanna do this. And like, I love softball. And it was like, do I wanna transfer and go somewhere else? Or is it like, I'm just a freshman, like I'll play next year. Like there was a lot going on being at a new school away from my parents it was just like it was a huge thing where I had to just be like well I know personally for next time like there's nothing wrong with talking to your coach and they have to respect that too like I know some coaches are gonna be like oh like I'm it's what I'm supposed to like you know what I'm saying like you you have a a certain like limit of like how you can talk or whatever but they need to understand like your people like you're a person and like if that's how you feel like you should be able to speak up about whatever the issue may be so that's what I would tell myself freshman year to be a little bit more vocal and comfortable and just understand that it's a conversation it's not really an argument or anything you just let you got to let people know how you feel yeah it's very important to use your voice very important to like you said communicate um <laughs> hopefully your coach hears you out if they didn't you had I'm pretty sure you had the same mindset if your coach didn't hear you out, coach doesn't understand, at least you have peace knowing, hey, I tried. Right. I tried it. Right. So that's very important. Transition <laughs> to with the quickness segment. All right. We add some rapid fires, this or that. Start off with an easy one. What's your go-to meal? Go-to meal. Like as I'm cooking or like I'm just like out? Whatever. What's the one thing you definitely got to have? Every single time. Um, honestly, I eat a lot of pierogies. <laughs> pierogies, okay. Yeah. Jersey or New Hampshire? Uh, Jersey. <laughs> I had to ask. I had to ask. I visited Jewel when she was at UNH, and I'm like, it's all right up here. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, Connecticut's cool, but like, mm, Jersey's got it. Jersey's got my heart. Yeah, visiting. Nah. Jersey all day for sure. Favorite store to shop at? Um, where I get my clothes from? <laughs> Let me think. 
honestly, probably a lot of H&M uh, Zoomies. So I just get my like little stuff. Cause other times I get it off of like the internet from like random low key website. H&M is where it's at, Zoomies, I rock with Zoomies too, so. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Nike, but like, I don't shop on Nike, like in the actual store because they never have the shoes that I want, so. <laughs> yeah, it's always better online anyway. Right. It's always better like that. Your top three <clears throat> artists you listen to. Oh, top three. So Drake, that's number one. Um, Dirt, and I listen to a lot of Trippy Red, so. Speaking of Drake, then, <laughs> give me your favorite Drake album. Oh, I mean, that's easy because it's a classic, which is Take Care. Take Care. Oh. But, um, yeah, that one's a classic. And then my second favorite is probably Views. It's probably Views. The last most recent album. What was your takes on it? <laughs> I um I love it, I'm not gonna lie. I love it, but <clears throat> I feel like he promoted it differently for how it was supposed to actually be. So like he made it seem like even with like the cover art, he made it seem like it was gonna be super like like take care, like in your bag, like da-da-da-da. But it really wasn't like there's some songs, like there was like two or three, but like it wasn't super like sad boy. And that's what I was ready for. Like I was preparing myself for that. So, but it's still, it's still fire. Yeah, he promoted it, I think that way to give you take care vibes, but you kind of right. had low key with the whole Kanye and everything going back and forth. It was yeah. going, it was be a little different because of that whole situation. Right. Softball, right? Hmm. What is the most challenging aspect of the sport um mentally it's super mental and it's a team sport but you're by yourself for a lot of it so it's like when you're in the box it's just you in the picture to be honest and you're psyching yourself out talking about some oh she's gonna throw it outside she throws it inside oh that messes up your whole thing and it goes by so fast and you're just looking at your coach like all right I got something on the next one and then it's a pitch you don't like and the umpire calls a strike mental <laughs> super mental and then even when you're in the field like I play second I wasn't really used to playing second because I never played it that much until I came to college but um <clears throat> yeah when the ball hits you it's just you and everyone looking at you and the ball getting hit to you so if you fumble it you mess it up like it's not as clean and then you gotta throw it to first base say you overthrow it or something like that it is really just all you so and then your teammates are there to like pick you up but it's a super mental game. So you gotta get super used to that. Two more before we get you out of here. And again, we appreciate you for hopping on, taking time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> Give me your top three favorite athletes. Top three favorite athletes. Ooh. Ooh, this is hard. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I got curry on right now. So I'll say curry. <laughs> um Dang. So you put me on a spot with this one. Cause I don't ever think like I don't ever think about this because I've never had like 
my favorite favorite athlete just because like even with softball like I never really like looked up like not I've never looked up to softball players kind of like that really and I don't watch baseball either so um but I do watch a lot of basketball football um all right so I'll say who I like who I like watching play so I'll say KD and then okay LeBron he he on the fence but then Kyrie because of course but yeah those would be top three four ain't nothing wrong with that do you think complete sidebar because you brought him up do you think Kyrie will play this season Uh, I don't know because he seems pretty sturdy on his his point of view which is fine but I feel like man if you don't just come on like you want a ring or not let's go like I was going to say. Everything, everything was going so well. Like, you got everybody that you need, and it's like, now this. How would you feel as a teammate if you have a champion, if you have a chance to win mm-hmm. a championship? Everybody's predicting you to win, like, 70, 72 games, mm-hmm. and you have a teammate who decides to make this stand of not getting the vaccine and can't now play on the team. How would you feel as a teammate? How would you approach that? I mean, I would respect it because it has something to do with them personally. Like, it was nothing, like, personal to, like, us and, like, how we are as a team or people or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like, just come on, bro. Like, sometimes you got to cave. Like, sometimes you really do got to cave. <laughs> and I feel like he could. He really can. But it's his opinion. It's his choice. So, like, you know. But that just means Katie, he already know. Katie got to put it on his back. And get it going. (laughs) Last one. Five people that are alive you'd like to create music with. Oh, Michael Jackson, for sure. That's number one. Um, Michael, Drake, um, Brent, I would, I would, Kehlani, and hmm, Maxwell. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Maxwell. I'm like, <laughs> no, about Maxwell. So we got Drake, Mike Jack, the GOAT. You got Maxwell, Kalani, and last one was? Um, Brent. Brent. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice studio session right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the night you get them on an EP. That that's yeah. Trying to do the melodic one, yeah. <laughs> that right there is gonna be nice. But y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Bench Mob ENT, we appreciate you for hopping on. This will be on all streaming platforms. It will be on YouTube. Make sure y'all like it, share, subscribe. Peace. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>